You're listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. On this week's episode, we have a specialist talking all about how to plan and take a leave without stressing yourself out and sacrificing your business performance and success. So let's get into it. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Brave and Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the sustainable fashion brand Encircled, podcast host, business mentor, business coach. I am excited to be back with you for another episode. Today's episode is an interview episode, and I'm interviewing somebody who's going to talk all about how you can design your business so that you can take a leave of absence, whether it's to have a baby, become a parent or for your own personal or mental health well-being, or to support family members, or just to take a break. So I'm really excited to introduce today's guest. I will get into that in one minute. But I just want to say happy February. By the time you're listening to this episode, I think it's going to be mid-Feb. We are in the zone of when people start to give up on New Year's resolutions when this episode will air. I think it's typically around the end of February, when those go awry. So I want to encourage you to review your commitments as to what you agreed to for yourself and your business January 1st, and what you wanted to do differently. So take a few moments. And I think this is a really valuable episode. But if you wrote it down, pull that out. If you did not write it down, take this an opportunity to actually write down what you committed to doing this year. And have a look at it. How are you doing? So oftentimes I recommend, if you've coached with me before, you'll know I recommend or taken one of my courses, I recommend breaking stuff down. So I really like the idea of taking a goal and making it smaller because that makes it more achievable. So if you have a revenue goal, let's look at it, not based on like, you know, 2022, where you are right now, but where are you for the six or eight weeks that we're into 2022? And where are you sitting with that goal? And try and think about planning by quarter instead of planning by year. I find that much more manageable. And I just did an episode on this on planning 2022. So go back to that one if you need to listen to that for some advice. But there's definitely opportunities here to revisit your goals and ask yourself, like, are these the right intentions for the year? Is this realistic? Uh, one of my mentors is amazing. And, you know, last year was a really tough year in business for a lot of people. And, you know, he encouraged me to reset my goals because I had set my goals very high for my e-commerce business. And 2020 was a year of exception for e-commerce. Like it was a crazy year. So setting it off of that was not realistic. So at some point I had to like revisit it and reset. So I encourage you that those New Year's resolutions, whatever you said it would be, whether it's do $100,000 in revenue or 50,000 or 20,000 or a million or lose 10 pounds or gain 10 pounds or meditate 10 times a day, like reset them and see where you're at and don't give up on your goals. All right, so let's get into the episode. I would love to introduce you to today's guest. 
Her name is Ariana Taboada. She has a master's of social work and she's the founder of The Expecting Entrepreneur, a consulting firm that helps entrepreneurs design parental leave plans that meet their business model and personal needs. Ariana speaks and writes about parental leave and respectful maternity care as an issue of social justice, human rights, and economic equity. Amen. Her work has been published in peer-reviewed journals, such as the International Journal of Health Equity, Advances of Social Work, and Ethnicity and Health. She is the co-author of Degrees of Difference, Reflections of Women of Color on Graduate School, published by the University of Illinois Press in 2020. And The Expecting Entrepreneur is her first solo authored book. She lives, works, and plays with her family in the San Francisco Bay Area. And you can find her at theexpectingentrepreneur.com. All right. So we're going to get into it and talk all about how to set up your business for success for any type of leave you'd love to take. Let's get into it. I am really excited to have today's guest on Brave and Boss, the podcast. She specializes in coaching expecting entrepreneurs on how to take a leave without feeling like you're leaving your business hanging. Please join me in welcoming Ariana Tabuada to the podcast. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Christy. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about your journey to where you are now. Like, how did you get into the specific niche of what you do and what is it that you do and why? Sure. So I trained originally as a public health social worker. So working in the formal health sector, typically with uninsured or underinsured populations. I'm in the States. So, uh, you know, the the health system is very fragmented compared to where you are in, in Canada and in many places in the world. And I went into private practice in 2013 and was really focused on postpartum in general and started just seeing what what folks who came through the door needed. And it happened to, to be really clear that self-employed people were the ones coming through my door and that, that even though I was seeing them postpartum, a lot of the challenges that were showing up postpartum could really be addressed in earlier in pregnancy. And because folks were self-employed, parental leave was a major pain point. And so I kind of zoned in on parental leave planning for entrepreneurs in 2015. And that's when the expecting entrepreneur was born. Amazing. So tell me a little bit more about the expecting entrepreneur and and what it is that you do and what you offer and who you typically work with. Sure. So it started in 2015 as a small consulting firm myself and one other person solely focused on, on working with folks starting in pregnancy to design and implement a parental leave plan that met their business model as well as their personal needs. So it covered a lot of the kind of core business operations, client communication, financials, as well as some of the more personal side of things like perinatal mental health, postpartum recovery. And after doing one-on-one work for quite a bit in 2018, I decided to write a book. So I stepped away from the one-on-one client work for a bit and kind of turned the model that I had used in the one-on-one setting into a, into a book that's kind of step-by-step helping self-employed folks through parental leave planning process. And so a lot of my time these days is really focused on sharing that methodology in talking to groups of entrepreneurs and and kind of being a guest in spaces where entrepreneurs are are gathering, whether it's on a podcast like this or in mastermind groups or at conferences or accelerators. So it's really fun to to be around that kind of energy of people who are 
growing new businesses and oftentimes growing families alongside that. Yeah, definitely. And as we talked about before we started recording, you know, our listeners are really, you know, building new businesses and that's a very exciting time in their life. And some of them may be on the, you know, cusp of like starting a family. I know a lot of our listeners already have um, kids, but I think that idea of when I saw, you know, you come into my inbox, I was like, oh, it might be kind of interesting to talk a little bit about not just like planning for a leave for having a baby, but also like if you want to take some sort of sabbatical or extended vacation, or maybe people are having entrepreneurial burnout, which I know a lot of entrepreneurs are having right now. And like, how do you set up your business for success? Because when you're self-employed, even if you have a bit of a team, it can be very scary to step away from the business because you feel like you need to be involved in everything. And I still feel that myself and I have a team to help me. So Maybe we'll start there and talk about that because I know you've got some principles that you kind of teach around planning for a leave. Can you start there and maybe share a couple of what those are? Sure. And I think, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head in thinking about parental leave is just one kind of leave. And it it is interesting. It has been interesting to see over the years of, of how applicable <laughs> planning for that kind of leave can be to really just kind of life-proofing your business, if you will, <laughs> for other, other types of time away. So I'm happy to go through at a high level these five principles, and maybe we can dive into, into one or two of them if, if we have time. But I'll start just by listing them off. So the first is planning to experiment, really being open and curious about how you can make a leave happen. The second, which is very pregnancy-specific, is remembering the fourth trimester and and kind of the 12 weeks immediately after birth as a key time where your main focus should not necessarily be on your business. Um, Mm. Principle three is on transition time. So knowing that you don't have to be 100% on your business one day and 100% off, that there can be this gradual transition when you're taking a leave and coming back from it as well. Number four is to prioritize your health. So that's really thinking about if you are the biggest asset in your business, how do you make sure you are taking care of yourself as a strategy for long-term business sustainability? And the fourth is seeking out social support, which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like, figuring out who are the people in your network that you can turn to for various types of support across um, the different life events that you run into. Amazing. So let's start with the first one, because I think that's kind of interesting to delve into and maybe frame a little bit in in the way of looking at it, whether somebody's leaving for, you know, to have a baby and start a family, or if they really just need some time off to deal with, you know, whether it's health issues or vacation or mental health issues or to support somebody in their family. What are some tips around that principle and how does it work? Sure. So plan to experiment and This is probably applicable for kind of somewhat longer leaves. So something like a parental leave or a sabbatical or a kind of medical or family leave if you have caretaking duties that need your attention for for several weeks. And that is really about getting at the reality that so many business owners are pretty type A and it's like, I want to plan and I want to know what to do and I want to execute on the plan and I want to have it go well. Whereas life is oftentimes a little bit messier than that. And so planning to experiment is really about maintaining this spirit of curiosity, experimentation, knowing that, yes, you can build out a plan. And if it needs to be tweaked or you need to pivot, that that is okay as well. (laughs) 
knowing that a lot of entrepreneurs are very type A, <laughs> mm-hmm. what are some tips to release that like hold on that? Because I think for sure you want to be able to have that flexibility to pivot your plan and all the, and try new things. But like, how do you psychologically we start to release the holds on control and and figure that out? Because I think that's really hard is like, again, when you are running your own business, you're, you're used to having your hands in all the pots at once. So do you have any tips on that? Sure. I mean, there's a, a technique that I really like to use. It's pretty simple. It's just, it's, it has a fancy name. It's called mental contrasting, but it basically gives you the opportunity to think through different scenarios and play them out. And so let's say you want to go on vacation and have this big client project. You know, one scenario is that you can prep your team and hand it off and everything goes smoothly. Scenario B could be that you prep your team, hand it off, and they still need your support. <laughs> scenario C is you prep your team and still somehow it like is a total mess. <laughs> and in all three of those scenarios, you can kind of think through, okay, if I am on vacation while this is happening, like what would my next step be in scenario A, scenario B, scenario C? And really playing through like, what might I be feeling? What would I need to address the issue? Who could I turn to on my team or elsewhere for support? And just doing the exercise of walking through the scenario in a detailed way can often be a way to kind of think through what the different emotions and logistics that would come up and give you a a sense of agency and, and to some extent, a sense of control over what might happen, even though you don't really know, even though there's still a level of uncertainty but it provides some kind of anchor points in, in how you might address whatever it is that comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like communication systems and having like a process in place for managing, whether it's operations or logistics is, is really important. Uh, a lot of our listeners are in like the e-commerce space. So they're either, you know, creating, having a product manufactured. Some of them may actually be directly involved in the manufacturing of their product or even in the retailing of it at like a physical store, but a lot of online sales for sure. So I think one of the big things that always comes up is, you know, I know, I remember when I first started, I started my business out of my apartment and I would have to ship every single order. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if I wanted to go away on vacation, guess what? I had to find somebody to ship it. So I would like set up my mom, get a printer and like have her come in and pick and pack the orders and like, I felt so bad about it. Like I felt so guilty, you know? So how do you start to create those systems, you know, that can still run without you in the day-to-day? Like what needs to happen when somebody's like planning their leave versus like later on? Yeah. So, I mean, knowing that you have time off coming up can really be this interesting forcing function to get your standard operating procedures in order. And you talked about kind of feeling bad about, you know, having to prep your mom and create and to make sure she knew the process. But in some ways, like that, that is really a key strategy in growth and scale is being able to have other people besides yourself do all the core business, <laughs> take care of all the core business functions. And one strategy that I often walk clients through is having them do a time audit for two weeks, usually of kind of a semi-normal period of time and track all of the tasks that they are really leading or initiating and going over and making sure that there's really clear documentation of the process. Or if there's been, let's say you have a, a kind of operations manual already written, 
updating it and seeing if there's any changes or kind of streamlining that you've done in the process, but that hasn't been updated in the documentation. And it essentially gives you time to create a, a working and up-to-date uh, operations manual that, that you can use to, to hand off or train people or delegate certain, certain pieces of the business whether whether you are you know you could decide to delegate it because you don't want to do it anymore not because you're going on mm-hmm. on vacation or taking leave and so that that kind of two week time audit is often a great place to start mhm yeah i love that idea of like doing that like time and day analysis of what you're spending your time on i often recommend it to my coaching clients too because um inadvertently we don't realize that we're working on lots of like busy work that is important to the business, but it's not going to grow the top line revenue, but it's very easy to get lost in that and feel like you're being productive because you're getting lots done. You're checking tasks off the list, but like, they're not like the most important things that you should spend your time on. So I love that tip about creating like, uh, whether it's a standard operating procedure or a checklist or a, a Google doc or something where you can kind of take you know, a process out of your mind and, and document it. Because I think that is so integral to scaling, whether you are going on a leave or even if hiring an employee, you have to be able to train them at some point. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get, I was like this too. I was like, oh, it's just easier if I do it. You get that kind of attitude going and then you're like, well, wait a minute, that's not, it's not. So once you start kind of moving towards like, you know, it, my first hire was like kind of an admin marketing shipping assistant. And like, once I was able to like outsource the shipping, I was like, wow, this is like a whole new world. I have so much time. And it was so joyous because I don't like shipping. And yeah, so I think it makes a big difference, but there's definitely a lot of fear, I think, around that kind of letting go of that control and also like focusing on, you know, the day-to-day versus like the planning of processes and stuff like that. That can be very overwhelming, but it sounds like you can kind of break it off into smaller parts and, you know, break down the processes as you kind of adjust them. And I don't think it has to be like crazy process maps or something like that. It can be just like quick steps in a a Google doc. So that sounds great. So tell me, like, I know you focus primarily on like moms and, and mompreneurs. What are some tips you have for moms right now who are running a business? Because I know that a lot of entrepreneurs, I saw a study yesterday that said like 74% of entrepreneurs have mental health issues. And I was like, whoa, that's like really high. And I can only imagine the impact on parents right now, given the world situation is even more, especially entrepreneurs. So what are some tips you have that mompreneurs can integrate into their daily routine to be more productive without burnout? Yeah, I'm definitely nodding my head over here as you kind of talk about that unbelievable statistic. Yeah. and like you said, given given the context, it is also very, very realistic. I mean, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is like how to simplify things. And one thing that I do that I'll share just because it, it, even if I am, you know, during, even if it does feel like a particularly challenging time of life or business, one thing that helps me kind of feel like I'm starting with a fresh slate is coming in and being really clear on what I'm going to do that day which for me means the day before, before I shut down my computer and and leave kind of work stuff behind is coming up with, with what are the top three things that need to get done that next day. 
and kind of putting them at the very top of my to-do list. And it's the first tab that opens up on my computer. And so when I sit down, I, I don't have to kind of flounder about and figure out. So it's a simple thing when that listeners might've heard before, but I love it. Yeah, that's such a, I mean, it sounds simple, but I think there's like beauty and simplicity because one of the things I think that happens too with entrepreneurs is it like your work is never really done. You know, you run your own business as well. So I'm sure we could keep ourselves busy probably 24 hours a day if we really wanted to, but you have to like set that endpoint and those boundaries really well. So I think having that prioritization is really important as well, because otherwise you're just going to keep doing work more and more work. Like, it's not like I'm ever feeling like, oh, no more work for me. This is great. Like, no, it's like more like, okay, I've done what I need to do for Friday. I'm not going to work on the weekend and start again on Monday. So that's a great tip. I love that. So are there any apps or tools that you consistently recommend to your clients that would help them manage their time or plan for a leave? So, I mean, your any project management tool I've found can be used for, for planning out and planning towards a leave, especially if you have um, team members. I personally use Asana, but, you know, folks use Trello, ClickUp. Same things you use for kind of business project planning are really useful during planning for a leave. And if you think about it, you can kind of break down all the tasks similar that you would um, for any project plan. I also like helping folks figure out how they can make use of asynchronous communication. Oftentimes, particularly if you've, if you've just had a baby and you're trying to figure out how do I still maintain if I need to communication with my team without it being like hopping on Zoom in real time or a phone call or text messaging. And so things like Loom or Voxer, using that for asynchronous communication is something mm-hmm. that I see clients do a lot of and have it, you know, figure out a way to fit into their lifestyle. Yeah, that's great suggestions. I'm a huge fan of Asana myself. I actually use it for my personal life as well as my podcast and also my business as well, because I just find it helps me keep organized. I'm a list maker. So I love putting in, you know, get new passport photo, (laughs) just getting it out of my brain and somewhere else so that I can close some of the tabs that I have open in my browser window. So those are all great recommendations. ClickUp's a really good one as well. So let's pivot before we get to the hot seat questions. I just wanted to ask like, So what are you working on right now? Is there anything you want to share with our listeners in terms of like projects or maybe you want to talk a little bit more about your book? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to do that. So the book I wrote is called The Expecting Entrepreneur. It's a guide for planning parental leave for self-employed business owners. And I think what I am really excited about in, in the coming months is what I mentioned at the very top of the interview, which is really engaging business owners in the conversation around uh, parental leave. And in the U.S., there's been a lot of momentum around the fight for paid leave. And, you know, people often wondered, like, what what is the situation for entrepreneurs when it comes to, to parental leave? And I've really found that in many countries, even when there is strong federal or province or state level parental leave programs, that entrepreneurs have a hard time accessing them and figuring out what benefits they're eligible for and actually making use of those benefits. And so elevating the stories of entrepreneurs and strategies to plan for parental leave, to fund parental leave is something that I'm really excited about. So having more of of these types of conversations 
is always of great interest. And for anyone who is interested in the book, you can check it out at theexpectingentrepreneur.com. Amazing. Yeah. You know, I didn't know, I think Canada has got a pretty, I, I don't think it's as good as Europe, but we've got pretty good parental leave programs in place. But I remember way back in the day, I used to work at a company called Colgate and my manager came from the States and she told me that basically she had a baby and she was back at work. They wanted her to come back actually after like four or five weeks. And I was like, what? Like, it was shocking to me that that even was like happening. I think it's six weeks leave, right? In the States generally, but they wanted to come back early. So like those types of things, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's like, I wasn't even aware. So I know there's lots of resources out there to help parents plan leaves, or if you have a different type of leave you want to take. So it sounds like your book is a great starting point for that, for resources and also your website, which we'll link to both of them in the show notes as well at the end of the podcast. So let's get into a couple of hot seat questions. These are just short one or two word answers. It's just the first thing that comes to your mind. So what's one non-negotiable step in your morning routine? Something hot to drink. Sometimes it's literally just hot water with lemon. Other times it's something a little fancier. Cool. (laughs) What's your favorite business book of all time? That would be Leapfrog, The New Revolution for Women Entrepreneurs. It's written by Natalie Molina Nino. Oh, interesting. I've heard about that book. I've actually never read it, but somebody was talking about it on Twitter. Actually, I've I've meant to read it. That's really good. She, she's like a, she founded a business, right? Or something. Is she a founder? She's a serial entrepreneur and then moved in uh, to kind of the investing world and building out. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Cool. So we'll link to that one in the show notes. If you had an extra thousand dollars in your own business, what would you spend it on? Ah, more support. I'm not sure exactly what kind, but (laughs) (laughs) more high level strategy support, I think. Awesome. That's you're the second person I've interviewed this week that said exactly that. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) What's your favorite podcast that you listen to for fun? So the name is not going to make it sound fun, but it's extremely entertaining and inspiring. It's called How to Survive the End of the World. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sounds very ominous, but (laughs) I'm sure it's got some levity to it. (laughs) We'll definitely link to that one in the show notes if you can check that out. And last but not least, what's your favorite Instagram account that you're following right now? I love this account called Yo Quiero Dinero, uh, which in English just means I want money. It's kind of inspired by the, the Jennifer Lopez song. And yeah, it's all about finance tips turned into, or kind of complex finance issues turned into really clearly simple to understand explanations. Love that. Love that. Okay. So we'll link up to those in the show notes. Thank you so much for your time today. It was such an interesting discussion. You're the first person to come onto the show to talk about taking a leave and a parental leave. So I appreciate you coming on and tailoring your message to the audience so much. Do you want to run down where people can connect with you online and the best places to find you? Sure. And thank you for the opportunity. It was really fun to to both think about the specifics of leave and also think more expansively about how it's relevant to, to everyone, not just folks having babies. And you can find me. Best place is theexpectingentrepreneur.com. And on social media, I'm mostly on Instagram or LinkedIn these days. And both of those can find me through my name, Ariana Tabora. Awesome. Thanks, Ariana. It was a pleasure having you and we'll definitely stay in touch. Sounds good. Thanks, Christy. Thanks. 
you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.